AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is The Herd. Wherever you may be, however you may be making this part of your day, thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin Cowherd for the next hour. How about we talk some sports? Huh? Daniel Jeremiah. Draft analyst for the NFL Network, Move the Sticks podcast host, and of course, the analyst for the LA Chargers radio games, radio calls, will join us upcoming in 20 minutes. Um, we're two days away. Right? Yeah. Is it two days away? Or are we a day and a half away? Well, two sleeps. From the NBA Finals. This is like... No, it's two sleep. Oh, no, today's Wednesday. One sleep. Sorry, we're one day away. Are we a day away or... Yeah, I guess. That's, I, You know what? Honestly, here's what screwed me up. Here's what screwed me up. This is real. The holiday screws you up. Because we worked on the holiday, everybody else off on the holiday, but then you come back to working the day after the holiday, and you're like, wait a second... I totally forgot today is, today is Wednesday, correct? It is Wednesday. I, I know it's the 31st. It's Wednesday. Which means that the first NBA Finals game is tomorrow night at 8.30 on the East, 5.30 on the West. So one more sleep. I guess it's a, is it a, it's a day away. It's a day and how many hours? Six and a half hours. So we're 30 yeah, really 34 hours away. 
day and a half away. One sleep. Uh, Heat, Nuggets, NBA Finals. I I think it's going to be a fun series. I, of course, I think the Nuggets are going to win, not because of their regular season record. Don't care. Not even because they've won the last six games in the playoffs. You know? Or they've won, what is it, nine of their last 11 games in the playoffs. Overall, they've only lost three games. And, you know, two of them were in Phoenix to unbelievable effort. Unbelievable uh, scoring efforts, really, by, by two dudes. You know, Booker and Durant scored, what was it, one game it was like 72 points together. But outside of that, I mean, they were the, they've been the best team seemingly all season long. You know, obviously, the Bucks had a better record. The Nuggets had the best record in the West. And they're the, the best team standing. The Heat went one and one in the play-in games. The Heat are an eight seed. An eight seed. And so Mike Malone, who of course is the head coach of the Nuggets, a one seed, a team that's lost three games in three series in the playoffs, says seeds don't matter. Take a listen. Forget the eight seed stuff. They beat Milwaukee four to one. Team had the most wins in the NBA this year. Uh, they beat Boston four to three, and they're up three zero team with, I think, the second most wins in the NBA this year. So uh, you get to the NBA Finals, it's not about seeding anymore. So you're trying to win the first NBA championship in franchise history, and it's going to be the hardest thing that we've ever done, which is the way it should be. I, I agree. I mean, like, let's be honest and point out that the, when they played the Bucks, Giannis missed two and a half games, right? Missed two and a half games. and But Jimmy Butler was awesome, but he missed two and a half games. Beat the Celtics straight up. Straight up, without Tyler Hero, beat them. Yes, they were up three games to none, and they earned all of those. They were the better team, and it wasn't like it was some fluky, you know, game three wasn't close. Uh, really, game one, they were the better team. Game two was kind of a toss-up game. But I, I just, I find it, like, comical. The, hey, even when we were the prohibitive favorite, even when we've been a dominant team in the playoffs and we had the best record in the West, even with all of that said, records don't matter. Right? Records don't matter. I mean, we see this in so many different elements of life where people constantly want to, everyone wants to be the underdog. Everyone wants to come from nothing. You ever notice that? Have you ever spoken to somebody when you go like, hey, what was it like growing up? Man. I was just, you know, things were good. I lived in a gated community and my parents both worked and uh, we had a nanny and the nanny was cool and I always had every meal taken care of and I went to a private, like, no! (laughs) It's not physically possible, but any human being you talk to grew up poor. Anybody grew up poor. Like, I tell my story. My parents both had college degrees. Uh, my parents both worked. I grew up in Orange, California. Moved to Orange in 1981. Um, my dad was a coach, an assistant coach at Long Beach State. Three years in, he got fired. My mom was a secretary at Long Beach State. Then she used her uh, 
her ability to be an interior designer, which she'd gone to school for and she had worked with before. And she worked for a couple of different firms. Then eventually they started an interior design company. Like I didn't grow up in any way wealthy. There were some tough times when they got fired. He had a Honda, 1976 Honda Civic that the odometer had actually turned over on. And when money was tight, I remember he, there was an issue with the starter on the car. So we had to push start the car on a daily basis. And you would just hope that, that it wouldn't, you know, go out in front of your school. Like, man, I can't be pushed start my dad's car in front of the school. But I, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I, I worried about my next meal. Uh, my dad may not have managed his finances all too well, but I didn't suffer necessarily because of it. You know, it was okay. I didn't know. I didn't really know any better. I knew when you go to people's houses that were nicer and bigger, and I knew there were people's houses that were not as nice. But if you talk to people, I mean, tell me that's not the case. If I ask you where you're from, everyone has their same sob. Like, man, it's like the old grandpa thing. Like, walk to walk to school barefoot, uphill, both ways. That's how we all talk about it. It's impossible for us all to have grown up poor. It's impossible for us all to be underdogs and all to somehow, like even LeBron James will say this sometimes where he'll go like, I wasn't meant to be here. Like, bro, you're 6'9", 200, 6'8", 260 pounds. You're remarkably athletic and your athletic skills matches directly with, like you look like what a basketball player if they worked out in their body, like would look like, but even you go back to when he was coming out of high school, complete freak athlete, like where else were you meant to be? But have you noticed that we all grew up poor? Jay Stu, I'll bet you couldn't rub two nickels together, right? When you were growing up. Well, I mean, there's the rough streets of Brea, California. Yeah. Yeah. And coaches do the same thing as well. No, no, no. When you're the favorite, no, no, no. Ratings, Vegas, they don't mean anything. When you're the other dog, everybody hates us. Nobody believes in us. You know, Jim Calhoun, the Hall of Fame coach at UConn, who won, was it four national titles? Uh, no, he won, th- he won three, right? I think he won three, and then Kevin Ollie won one, and, and then Danny Hurley just won one. Jim Calhoun, he used to do this thing where you'd go and you'd go to one of their practices early in the season, and he'd come over and he'd talk to you. It was hard to understand him because it's such a thick Boston accent. He'd talk really fast. He'd be like, yeah, we're, not, we're just uh, terrible, terrible, not good, soft. You know, you'd watch him and he's like, no, we're just not any good. We're not any good. There's no Ray Allen out there. Nothing. And so like you file that in your brain, like here's a Hall of Fame coach who's talking to you candidly and telling you you're not any good. And so you kind of downplay him. And he'd tell the local media the same thing. We're not any good. You lose the game. Say, I told you, we're not any good. They're just better than us. So by the time you got to like, I don't know, January, February, you're like, ah, they're just okay this year. And then he turned it on the team. Like, like they don't believe in you. I believe in you. Like you were the one who told us you weren't any good. He'd make his team into underdogs in everybody's mind. It's the reality. It's just a mental mind game. And, and look, what Mike Malone's saying is, is correct. This is a Miami Heat team that say what you want about seeds. Like it, you have to prove yourself in the NBA playoffs. It is seven game series. The best team wins. The best and sometimes healthiest team win. But look, they Giannis played when they beat Milwaukee. Right. 
So they they embarrassed the New York Knicks. Knicks had a chance to make it go back to, to New York, but they embarrassed in some ways the New York Knicks. I mean, think about how they've unseated they that and you can say seed doesn't matter, but when you have undrafted players accounting for uh, how many points a game is it? It's like 58 points per game for undrafted players in the last series. I mean, Mike Malone can say it doesn't matter, but it sure as hell mattered to the teams that the Heat beat. Right? Look at what's happened. The Bucks lose to the Heat. They fire their coach. The Knicks lose to the Heat. They fire their general manager. The Celtics lose to the Heat and, I don't know, are we going to fire this coach? We're going to get rid of Jalen Brown. And I understand that no one handles losing well at the ultra competitive professional level, but it does say something about the lack of respect. I think the heat have in terms of their personnel that you got dudes getting fired because they lost to the heat. And are there other factors? Of course, of course. Like Mike Budenholzer didn't get fired because, just because of that series. He probably got fired because he wouldn't put Giannis on Jimmy Butler, even though Giannis wanted to guard Jimmy Butler. But Mike, it wasn't a one-time thing, right? There had been previous early exits in the playoffs and previous lack of adjustments, and it just came to a head, and it gave them the opportunity. He got new owners, so they fired him. But it is, to me... What does it say about the Heat that three series and head coach, GM, and maybe head coach get fired after losing to him? Mike Malone's trying to paint this picture that seeds don't matter. They're really great. You know, look at who they've beaten. But the fact is that all he's trying to do is he's been complaining and doing the underdog. Nobody cares about us. Nobody believes in us. You know, here we are. We got this great player that people haven't watched play. And woe is me. Give us some attention. Give us some love. Give us some sugar. And now you're the favorite. And you're like, ah, seeds don't matter. Vegas doesn't matter. I mean, I guess it's the reality of the psychology of sport and of motivating people. It seems transparent to me. I don't know. At the end of your first year, Discover Credit Cards automatically doubles all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. See terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin Cowherd. What's the best fit for star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins? I'm going to ask Daniel Jeremiah. He's going to join us upcoming next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See 
dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Decovas is a great boot brand. Love it. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. And Decovas is Western to the core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearls, snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, they'll get you outfitted. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Decovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Decovas.com. Just use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, at checkout. H-E-R-D. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast. So there's always a new style and looks. Again, limited time. Just enter the code HERD at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Decovas, only at Decovas.com. If you can't make it to a store, Decovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods to your door. Visit Decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Doug Alleyman for Counts the Herd. Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. We got a great best for last for you. One of my favorite we've ever, we've ever uh, compiled here in the herd. Um, okay, so there's an article out in The Athletic, which kind of takes both sides into what happened, the breakdown between the Packers the last couple off seasons and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the market. Lots of teams talking about kicking the tires, but what's his actual value? Um, and then... There, there's the Jimmy Garoppolo situation where he's got a contract that's not really insured. He had another surgery, another injury. And could Tom Brady be looming if Jimmy G at some point in time gets hurt? Because, well, he's he's Jimmy G. No one would know more than our next guest. His name is Daniel Jeremiah. He's an NFL analyst. He co-hosts Move the Sticks, which is a really good podcast. And uh, you also see him uh, on the NFL Draft with the NFL Network. And you can hear him call... Chargers games on the on our sister station here in Los Angeles, DJ. Let's uh, let let's let's start in Vegas. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has had just a litany of injuries, but what's your reaction to this story that's come out recently about the additional surgery that he had? Well, two two things, Doug. Number one, um, it explains why there was a little bit of a delay uh, when they were getting the deal done, so that that makes some sense. I would be, you know, I would be worried about Jimmy Garoppolo staying healthy without even having that information, just based off of his track record. Um, so, you know, to me, I, I, it sounds like they, they're kind of covering their, they're covering themselves in, in case this is not something that they feel good about as we get closer towards the season. I would not have a high degree of confidence if I were a Raider fan that you're going to see, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo for a full schedule even before this information came out. Um, so that doesn't really change my thinking from that standpoint. And then on the Brady stuff, 
I don't buy anything about Tom Brady coming back. Tom Brady's only cared about one thing his whole career, which is about legacy and championships. And he's smart enough to know that that is not a championship roster. It might not be a playoff roster. Why do you think he's buying into part of a team that I mean, I, I, I can't, I know Mark Davis has never been cash heavy, but they're obviously making a lot more money in Vegas. Why would that be the team that he invests in? Probably because he got the best deal. You know, uh, I think that, that, uh, you know, there was a, there was a want and a desire on Mark Davis's end to have Tom Brady associated with him. And I'm sure, um, you know, just that, that he sees value maybe that some other teams don't just in terms of that association. So um, that that's what it looks like to me on the outside. I don't know how many people want to part with, uh, you know, with ownership shares in uh, the way these teams are raking in money. Maybe he was a little more willing to give him a little more, a little more juice there than the other teams. Hmm. Um, okay. Help me out with, with this one. Dana Jeremiah is our guest. DeAndre Hopkins. What's what's his value? I think it's look. I don't think it's a it's a situation where there should be a ton of bidders in this. I think it's very select teams, and I really think it comes down to two that make sense. Um, and it's in a short term basis, but it's it's the two teams that are going to be slugging it out in the AFC with Buffalo and Kansas City. Um, those are the two that I can make sense of it. I think it makes sense for him to go pair up with one of those two guys and see if he can have a really good year and get somebody else to give him maybe a little bit more of a long-term commitment. I don't think he's nearly the player that he was, but I think those offenses, the way they're designed and with those quarterbacks, um, they'll be able to get, get it out of him for a year. Um, so those are the two teams that make the most sense and it has to make the most sense on a short-term basis where everybody gets, gets what they want out of this deal. Yeah. Um, can he still run? No but he's one of the best contested catch receivers that we've had in the last 20 years. So that was never, you know, he was never a blazing fast guy. That was never the, the key part of his game. He's won on, uh, on back shoulder throws, contested catches down the field. Um, that, that's, that's who he is. And that should age a little bit better than somebody that was speed, you know, reliant. Is he, a, is he as precise as a Keenan Allen? No. No, I don't think he's that. He's not that type of a route runner. Keenan, you know, neither one of those guys are fast. Right. Keenan, Keenan can still separate because uh, of what he does as a route runner. He is a technician as a route runner. D Hop has been more about just kind of. You no, know, he was he was a good route runner. He's you know it's not like he's terrible, but he's not on a Keenan Allen level in terms of a route runner. His his money has been made plucking the ball off of heads of DBs. No, no doubt. I, I just I do wonder. With you know when you you lose a step that you didn't really have, what does that actually look like? Right, you, you become like the even the contested catches become a little bit more difficult. But I would say this, Doug, the the, the answer to that um, is there's you know we talk about receivers creating separation, elite elite quarterbacks can create separation too. That's why it wouldn't make any sense for him to go to somebody's other teams. He goes to to one of those two teams where, where those guys can put the ball in a mailbox. Um, you don't necessarily need to have quite the separation some of these other quarterbacks need. Uh, Lamar Jackson got some work in Tom Munkin's new offense, and they asked him to kind of sum it up, and he's like, more more throwing, less running. D- does that make sense, though, for Lamar Jackson, who's such an incredible runner? Well, I think that's the plan. You know, it's the Mike, Mike Tyson line, right? Everybody has a plan until you hit in the face. I mean, that, that can be the plan, and if they go out and they lose three of their first four games, um, 
I think you'll see them revert back to, to using his legs more. I, I think the fact that you've paid him now, um, I think that, I think honestly, it makes it an easier conversation to have. You know, in the, in the past, working year to year, if you're Lamar Jackson, you're like, guys, I mean, come on. You guys are going to run me into the ground. You're going to kill my value, and my health is a concern. Um, I think the fact that they have that commitment in place, the long-term commitment he's been taken care of, I would think it should be a, a simple conversation of, hey, this is what we want to do. We want to throw the ball more than we have. We don't want you to run it as much. Maybe, you know, when you see opportunities that present themselves off pass plays, you can take off and go because it seems to be that's a safer route uh, for a quarterback to take off and run on a pass play versus design quarterback runs. But if this thing goes south four or five games into the season, you know, I think that, hey, we got to look at this thing together and say this is not what's best for us. We have to change. We have to go back to doing it a little bit the way you did it before. Um, And some of that that risk that you were worried about should be alleviated by the fact we, we cut you a big check. Uh, help me out. Did you see the the article? I'm sure you have in the Athletic about Aaron, between Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and the Packers and the back and forth. What, when you read, it, I was gonna when, I was gonna call you about it, Doug, but then I remembered you only do Facetime, and so right. I just, well, I, I you I know my house, my, my house only only one bar at my house. You know, yeah. only one bar. So so Facetime me. I just the, the more Aaron Rodgers doubles down it, like I wanted more communication, but then when they try to communicate with me. I got back to him the next day. Maybe I didn't ghost him. <laughs> that's what that's he actually said, right? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, two years previous, I want open lines of communication. Like I have now with the jets, they try to communicate with you. And you're like, eh, eh, what's your takeaway? This relationship was over the second that that pick was made. And all the rest of it is, you know, it's just a game that both sides can play, I guess. Aaron's probably played it more aggressively than the Packers have. Um, in some ways, I, I came away reading that thinking, you know, the Packers might 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 have their cake and eat it too here because they got a – after that selection, I mean, everybody – it's documented. The guy went back-to-back MVPs. You, through that situation, created a highly motivated Aaron Rodgers. You got the absolute most out of him. The play slipped a little bit last year, so it's a perfect time to, you know, to transition to Jordan Love, who in a, in an era where we have to throw these quarterbacks in the microwave, they got a chance to put him in the oven and really properly develop Jordan Love. Um, so it, it, it worked out, and then they got a, they got a nice haul in the trade. So I don't know. I think the Packers and, and they got Jordan Love. Well. It's like it's like eight million a year for the next two years. Yeah, with, nothing. With, it's so, not, literally yeah, nothing. They, yeah, they, it, you know, and we always say you want to pay, you want to pay guys for their prime. You don't want to pay them beyond their prime. And they, they, they paid Aaron handsomely, but they got his prime. And as these numbers get ginormous, you know, the, the Jets take on and assume that risk. Now, I do still, in saying that, think that the way Aaron's wired, and you can see it in that article, um, you know, kind of the stick it to you nature that he has that, that makes him tick, I think you'll see him have a better year for the Jets this year than he would have had if he'd gone back to the Packers. Now, when you get beyond this year, then I have my doubts. But I think you'll see him play well this year. The Jets will be happy. I think the Packers are going to be happy with the timing of how this whole thing worked out. But that you know, there's all these articles. There's going to be more that are going to be written. There's been press conferences. We're going to parse every single word. This relationship ceased to exist once they took Jordan Love. He was done. He was Aaron Rodgers was done with them and it was just a matter of time before it ended. 
Uh, I agree with you, but should it should it have? I, I I've said the Packers. The one thing that I thought that the Packers made a mistake is I thought that if they you know they wanted to maintain their relationship in good standing with Aaron Rodgers uh, that went during the draft process, and this could have been two weeks before the draft, a uh, month before the draft, but a, a call and a conversation with him of, hey, I don't think it's likely that this will happen, but we do have you know two or three quarterbacks that we really like that are expected to go much higher in the draft. If somehow they got around the range where we are, um, we, we would seriously consider taking them just because it's our job to you know look after the long-term interests of the organization. Obviously, you're playing great. But if that opportunity presented itself, we didn't want it to be a surprise to you. And, and you know, I think that conversation that had taken place, I think it would have gone a long way in, in making that a little bit smoother. But even having said that, you're still taking a guy at a position that's, that's going to piss him off. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, I think that was the only chance they had at salvaging that relationship. Dana Jeremiah joining us from the NFL Network and, of course, also the Move the Sticks podcast, which is on the network. You can download it. Um, and, and of course he's the analyst for the LA chargers radio games. I don't know if you heard what Christian McCaffrey had to say about running backs and their value. His point is like, look, we, we touched the ball. He said we touched the ball more than anybody else. That would be, uh, as opposed to the quarterback, you know, and hits you in three phases, basically decrying the crying about the fact that the, the salaries numbers, the year salary is going down and guys are replaceable. They're not getting these long-term extensions. Is there any truth to that? That McCaffrey feels like uh, their value is being diminished, even if their value in a game plan is not diminished. To me, it's not the issue of the value. It's the, it's the issue of the shelf life. Nobody's going to argue that Le'Veon Bell and, and Todd Gurley weren't valuable to their teams in their first couple years in the league. They were incredibly valuable, and they weren't just running backs. They were catching the ball out of the backfield, doing all kinds of things. Then they both got paid on a second contract, and they both physically fell apart. Um, that's been the issue. It has not been whether or not these guys are valuable and help you win football games. It's just been whether or not that second contract coming around, if there's value there. And I know he pointed to – you know, Emmett and, uh, you know, Barry Sanders and some guys that played well beyond their first contracts and, and were valuable players. I just think that it's, you know, the long track record, especially of late, has been you're way more likely to see guys peter out and struggle um, on that second deal than you are going to see guys make teams look smart by paying them. So he's one of the exceptions. Um, I, you know, people look at his tower and say, oh, how do you pay a running back that much? Well, He's been able he's been able to get out there and be available, and all the things he do he does is you know is elite, elite, elite. So there's value. I've never questioned the value of a running back. To me, it's been about the shelf life. All right, uh, I appreciate you joining us, TJ. I know you got to run. Thanks so much for being our guest in the herd. You're the best, buddy. See you, man. All right, Dana Jeremiah joining us here in the herd. Let's get to Jason Stewart with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Doug, we just heard Daniel Jeremiah give his reasoning for why he doesn't think Tom Brady will play for the Raiders. Basically, the Raiders are not a championship team right now, and Daniel doesn't think that Tom would be interested in doing that. Now, Troy Aikman uh, was run down by TMZ, and he had this to say about Tom Brady returning. I wouldn't rule anything out. He, He obviously, you know, 
has a relationship with the head coach. Uh, he knows the offense. He'll keep himself in great shape. Uh, I'm a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan, so I'm really pulling for him. But I, you know, I, I would bet that just nothing's off the table as far as you know what may occur during the season or or what Tom's role may be. Uh, I think he's done playing, but you, you just never know. Those things kind of just happen out of nowhere. You don't really predict them. Now, Doug. I don't know about the Raiders' specific situation, but when I think about Tom Brady returning for essentially a third time, coming out of retirement for a third time, I think at that point he becomes like a Xerox or a Q-tips, doesn't he? It's like when any athlete would ever retire after he does this or come back from retirement, they'd be like, oh, he's pulling a Tom Brady. Like, I just don't see him coming back for a third time, Doug. Um, I don't either. I don't either. Uh, he was somewhere in the Mediterranean on a boat. Do you see that? Or I mean, not a boat, on a, a yacht. Um, it's an interesting picture. I I don't think so either. But I, you know, I I do think he loves football, and he li- probably likes people talking about him still coming back and playing. But I agree with DJ. Like he's only doing it if he thinks he's got a chance to win. That's why the Miami thing made a whole lot heck of a lot more sense. You know, Miami is quality quarterback play away from competing for a Super Bowl. They have so many, when when healthy, they have a really, really talented roster. In college football, Doug, something's coming up. Um, The SEC conference is going to vote this week on whether or not to change its schedule format. Uh, From the eight-game conference uh, for each team, format that they have now that's existed since 1991 with the um, with Texas and Oklahoma joining next year they're going to vote on one of these two options either an eight game model keep it at, at eight games in conference one permanent rival seven rotating opponents or a nine game model with three permanent rivals and six rotating opponents now I guess this nine game format is a sensitive topic around uh, Kirby Smart of Georgia, he calls it, quote-unquote, the most overrated conversation there ever was. Um, He basically said that if you're asking me about a nine-game format, I know you have nothing to write about. (laughs) Why is is Smart so uh, sensitive to this, Doug? Uh, Well, actually, he has a pretty good reason, okay? And first... I, I guess part of it is the SEC is like, why would we change? We've been kicking everybody's ass anyway for all these years. But let, like, let's take a look at their schedule this upcoming season. Right? They play UT Martin, Ball State. Um, then they open SEC play with South Carolina. And then their last game of the year is, you know, every year they play Georgia Tech. Right? The two big straight grit lane grand institutions. So... Um, they have one written in there and they feel like I'm sure they need those guarantee games to develop their younger players, to rest some of their star players and get ready for the gauntlet that is the SEC. Uh, my challenge would be, I understand that a ninth SEC game beats up on you, right? That's what the Big 12 has. That's what, you know, the Pac-12 has. That's what all these other conferences have. But they're like, we're the better conference. We got bigger bodies. They're going to sustain more injuries. But the the reason, the two things. One, the playoff is expanding, so if you lose another game because of SEC play, not as big a deal. The counter to that is, with the playoff expanding, more SEC teams get in, 
more SEC games you play, the likelihood is more injuries and more attrition that you've sustained. Okay? So I would defend the SEC and be like, look, we're just going to stick with eight, see what the new landscape's like. We've been dominating anyway. We're going to dominate. We're going to play people. You know, they, y'all, everybody plays at least one solid out-of-conference game anyway. Does it really matter? Um, you know, but what's the point of expanding the playoff? What's the point of expanding the league if you're not going to have better teams in your building? I think they should go to nine for the spirit of the sport. They should go to nine to make more money. They should go to nine so that it parallels all the other conferences. And if you're better, you're still better. On the other hand, I do understand the, it hasn't mattered for the last 20 years. We've been far and away the most dominant conference. Why should we change now mentality? Doug, this is a juicy item. I mean, mm. you, you've worked with me long enough to know that I, I really love smack talk. I really like juicy drama, especially between former teammates. You remember Doug Mankiewicz? He was sure. he was a light hitting first baseman for the Twins, and he went. I think he joined a Rod with the Yankees when they won their title. I'm not sure about that. I know they played together at some point, and I think it was on the Yankees. Doug Mankiewicz went on a podcast and said this about Alex Rodriguez. It's painful. You know, it's like, wait a minute. Like, do you not forget you got suspended 200 games? And it's like, come on, man. Like, stop it. I get it. I played a power position and didn't have any. Did it cross my mind? Yeah, of course you thought about it. But I was like, you know what? I want to be able to walk when I'm 50. I always said that he's going to die a lonely man. Because, you know what? This whole, like, you know, father of the year stuff. God bless him for his daughters because it's going to come a long way. But uh, it's like you're just trying to get into heaven now. Like, I, I, that's the part. Like, I'm still friends with my high school team. We still text often, not as often as we should, but we still text group thread, constantly bad, badgering each other. And it's just, you know, he's just distanced from it. And that's, I don't care how good or how great you become and how far your career goes. You all, you never forget your high school dudes. Now, A-Rod sat down with a Mackenzie Salmon on Sports Seriously and was just asked about this, and this is A-Rod's response. That was actually strange because I've always considered Doug a friend, and uh, I was shocked and surprised. My daughter sent me the articles, uh, my mom, my brother, all people that really liked Doug, and uh, I was very close with his mom and dad. Um, But look, at the end of the day, one thing I'll never do is... um, you know, speak poorly about any of my teammates, especially uh, a high school teammate. So I wish them well. What do you make of uh, A-Rod taking the high road here, Doug? I mean, A-Rod's a complete phony. Everybody knows that, right? Does Does anybody not think A-Rod's a complete and total phony? He is just the most plastic dude ever. So I think the reality is, Doug Mankiewicz is, I'm sure, correct. You know? I'm, sh- I'm sure he's correct. And he's just kind of matter of fact saying like, like this guy, he's, he's, he just operates in his own world. And his response actually fits it to where he's like, I'm not going to punch down. There's no win there. Um, what's the win in punching down to Doug Mankiewicz? I've like the guy was suspended twice for steroids. Twice. Twice. Crazy. Um, and somehow has come out as like the voice of baseball on two different networks. It's insane. So the only smart thing to do is to not punch down. 
but that doesn't stop what Doug Mancave is saying for being probably the most accurate thing uttered about. That's Jason Stewart with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. I'm surprised. I, I, I always thought we were really good friends. My, I was close with his mom and dad. Yeah, that, that's a low one. I was close on. with his family. I was close with his mom and dad. No, no, you weren't. No. No, you weren't. The follow-up should have been, what's his mom and dad's name? <laughs> what's his mom and dad's name? They still alive? Where do they live? You, you have their, seven was the last time you, you talked to them? Like, because if you're close to somebody, like close to somebody is close to somebody. What teams do we love to see lose? That's next. In the herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental health podcast. And each week, we try to help turn our mental health issues into mental wealth. And we dive in with everyone from the world of sports and entertainment, like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. So each week, listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer, a mental health podcast on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Hi, it's The Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers. Bet 5 and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, code HERD, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Decovas is a great boot brand. Love it. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. And Decovis is Western to the core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearls, snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, they'll get you outfitted. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Decovis has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Decovis.com. Just use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, at checkout. H-E-R-D. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast. So there's always a new style and looks. Again, limited time. Just enter the code HERD at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Decovis, only at Decovis.com. If you can't make it to a store, Decovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods to your door. Visit Decovis.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. 
If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Doug Gottlieb in for Collins. I heard Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio app. Um, you know, I was, I was trying to... I was trying to figure if there was any enjoyable parts to a game seven uh, the other night, the game seven the other night, right? And I would say the only enjoyable part was watching the Celtics lose because like the Celtics, there's just so much discussion about tradition and the 17 titles. It's like, uh, look, I agree that historically the Boston Celtics Great organization. Great organization. Unbelievable organization, historically. But they've won exactly one NBA championship since 1986. One. Now, they've been to the NBA Finals two other times. They've been to the, uh, three other times, excuse me. Um, They've been to the Conference Finals multiple times. They've been very, very competitive. In fact, over the last decade, way more competitive than, say, the Lakers. The difference is, obviously, the Lakers have won far more titles since the 80s. Um, So it was enjoyable to see the Celtics and maybe the Celtics fans lose. I don't think they're as arrogant. Um, Yeah, you have some dudes that yell stuff out of the stands, which which is disgraceful. You have some element to it you don't love. But it's a... It's a really good organization that wins a lot of games. But it did bring to my mind, at least sparked my mind on what are the five franchises or teams that we enjoy seeing lose the most? It's part of our best for last. It's almost the end of the show, but that doesn't mean we're phoning it in. Nope, we grind to the very last segment. It's time for best for last. Okay, so I understand like this year was fun to see the Grizzlies lose. But it has to be like a yearly thing. Like every year when they lose, it's a celebration. Let's get to number five. Number five. I think it's, I, I could be wrong. I think it's, it's the Lakers. I, I, I really think it's the Lakers. And I understand I just said, well, the Celtics are enjoyable, but not as enjoyable. The difference is, one, the Lakers have been more successful. Two, um, there is a certain kind of confidence, arrogance. But I, here's the most important thing. The Lakers have had very few. Kobe Bryant's one of the only ones. Kobe and Magic. Homegrown players. Right? Homegrown players. 
Shaq was in Orlando. Granted, they lowballed him, but Shaq's from Orlando. Kareem was in Milwaukee. LeBron, you know, pick one of the two teams. So between their desire or maybe ability to go and just get guys off other teams or the confidence, really it's the arrogance of the fan base, Lakers at five. Number four. Hmm. Let's see here. I think Duke. Zion Williamson was the one guy who changed that. And maybe it's different now with John Shire's head coach. But in our lifetime, especially since they won back-to-back titles and Mike Krzyzewski became the face of college basketball and have Duke, uh, Duke losing was a national celebration. Number three. Notre Dame football. Right? Again, like the Celtics, most of their success is historical success, not recent. And recently, they've been quite good. But every time they get the national championship game, they lose and lose. Or the semifinals lose and it's not close. Notre Dame losing sets off a celebration probably unlike any other in college football. Number two. Yankees. 27 titles. And also, they go get other people's players. And they act like and are better than other franchises. Seeing them lose is fun. Number one. Cowboys. Fits all the billing of the other franchises that had historical success, not recent success. Incredibly popular. Every year it's going to be their year. Some of it's pushback on Jerry Jones. Some of it's pushback on how much attention, how they're always on TV, how they're America's team, and yet they don't actually win anything. Dallas Cowboys is the most fun team to to see lose. All right, that's it for our best list. Any additions or addendums you would make, Jason Stewart, to that list? I think that's about right, but um, I think Alabama maybe in the last 10 years has kind of crept close to that list. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, obviously big celebrations in the SEC when they lose. Now Georgia has you know won the last two, so um, so we'll see if any of that changes. Now they can like do the Mike Malone and make them into underdogs. All right, uh, J-Mac is in tomorrow, I believe, correct? Jason McIntyre is back. He's back from vacation. I'll be in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Download my show or my podcast. This is The Hurt. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. 
And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.